The show you're about to listen to is very old and comes with a warning. When we recorded these shows over a decade ago, the world was a different place and we were little more than children. As a result of this, you might hear a few things that by today's standards we judge to be inappropriate or offensive. Please don't be offended. In the years that have passed since recording these shows, we've all grown up to be wonderful, loving, liberal, free-thinking, open-minded individuals. If the us from over a decade ago say something to upset the you of today, please understand that we're as disgusted with ourselves as you are. But isn't this what life is all about? Learning and growing? We all said and did things in our younger days that make us cringe when we think about them. We just recorded it and put it out on the internet. With all that in mind, I hope you enjoy the show. Oh, and there's just one more thing. Don't email the show or try to enter competitions. We don't have that email anymore and all the competitions are over. We do have a Facebook group where you're very welcome to discuss any aspects of the podcast. Please visit simplysyndicated.com for more information. Are we ready? Oh, God, no. No. <laughs> there we are, ranting. And you're having... There are biscuits for dip. <gasps> I've not had biscuits. Can no, I please pass the balls on biscuits? Uh, right, okay, now the listeners can hear Rich being tempted with food. Uh, Give me the biscuits. Uh, <laughs> Give me the biscuits, Tristan. They're not your biscuits. I don't want those. I want Paul ones. <laughs> What are those ones? Good evening. Good evening. Welcome to Movies You Should See. This week, we're nice doing business. Heat. We're doing Heat. The Michael, another 90s classic, yeah, we believe. The Michael Mann film, Heat. I'm Starring Al Pacino, Academy Award winner. Um, Robert De Niro, Academy Award winner. And Val Kilmer. <laughs> Val Kilmer was also there. <laughs> and John Voight with mad hair. And mad face. Dennis Neighbour as well. He, uh, if you've seen Major League or Major League Two, he plays Serrano. Yes, the, the yeah. voodoo man. Dennis Hayes, but as well from yeah, 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 from yeah. Twenty Four, who, make, who makes Pump. an appearance in Jarhead as well. Does he? Dennis Hayes. Um, I am Craig Bevan. I'm Mike Dawson. I'm Tristan Ofield. I'm Richard Smith. I'm Will Tristram back again. And I'm Alison Downing. Hello. Welcome. Hello. Welcome. To the jazz hour. Nice. Nice. Sorry, I'm eating biscuits. <laughs> Still, I'm going to have a delicious biscuit. I'm going to stop. So, someone actually opened a poll on this, and I think one person voted. We're very sorry. Um, but I'm sure this will generate more. I'd just like to cast my mind back to when heat came out. So, oh, the hazy summer. Uh, five. So, five, is that what it is now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Years. 14 years old. Yeah, see, that's the point. Because I remember Shit. a group of people coming into class one morning saying that they'd walked out of heat because it was boring. Same story. Yeah. And Did you give them a swift knee to the bum? No, because I, I listened to them and I didn't go and see it. Mm. And I didn't watch heat until... I think I watched heat for the first time a few years ago. And I could understand how at the how time it that, would yeah. have been boring. There is a great... Because Deal of time when nothing happens. And you don't have the patience for that. Especially at that age, yeah. yeah. Now, see, a slightly alternative version of the story. I went to see it with my best mate at the time, who absolutely hated it and was taking the piss quite um, loudly about various things going on in the film in my ear the whole time. I fucking loved it. I thought it was the best film I'd ever seen. And in fact, it is one of the films that made me love film. 
Yeah. If that makes any sense. Before then, it was sort of like, you know, a mix of cartoons and Star Trek, I think. Um, (laughs) After he, it got me onto De Niro, it got me onto Pacino, it got me onto onto all those. And all the films that I watched after that as a result of that, like The Godfather, Serpico, The Deer Hunter, everything, it just, it made me get into Hollywood. So this is a groundbreaking I have the same story. Yeah, yeah. Made you watch the film as opposed to just... Maybe. sit there through a film would this yeah. have been say well yeah a life-changing film for you definitely yeah definitely do you it's know what it was for me Papa. because yeah. it, it had the same effect for me because this was the first time i'd seen robert de niro or al pacino in a film because you know about me not seeing an 18 till i was 18 yeah well up until then they'd only made films that were 18s yeah so I'd never Apart seen from them. Scent of a Woman, surely. That well, ninety one. No. Oh yeah, that was it. So it made me way off. The then again, that's not a film I imagine you would have wanted but, to have watched. Yeah, so I'd never really been exposed to them, and it was this that did that, and especially the scene in the cafe at the end, the very famous scene in the cafe. Yeah, that's in the middle. End. Is it? It is. Yeah. yeah. I think when we watched it the other night, there's so many moments where I think, well, this is the end. <laughs> There's only another 20 minutes after this, but there isn't. There's another hour. It's one of the main things that's, well, not wrong with the film to a certain extent, but it's one of the things that puts a lot of people off the film mm. um, and throws people off the film is the fact that you've got this shootout, which we'll get onto in a minute, but the, this shootout, which was so famous, and you think from the trailer especially that that's going to be the climax of the film, but it really isn't. You're right, there's about another yeah 40 minutes after that sequence because we were watching it you were falling asleep and i said just a little bit further to go oh, I kept, and it was I, another I was my bloody eyes hour. Up, but there was no way i was gonna go to sleep on and, that. It, and it was Absolutely at the, at the bank job mm. I, that film flies by for me i'm sorry I, I i don't know what it was about it i think it was i think even in the bits where there's not much said i'm just looking at the faces because the cast even val kilmer is Ashley Judd, we forgot to mention Ashley Judd. Ashley Ashley Judd. Who did? This is a very early Ashley Judd. Was this before, um, God, what was it? Hank Azaria. Thingy, it, the it? one with Matthew mm-hmm. McConaughey. The film with Matthew McConaughey. A Time to Kill. A time, time to Kill. Just about the same time. That was 95 as well. Because wasn't that her first movie as well as Matthew McConaughey's? I'm not sure if it was her first movie. I know she was in Star Trek. Yeah. Of course she was. Yeah. She I forgot was. about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's the first, I think that was the first thing that got her into the attention. Of right course, there. my favourite episode. Yeah. And she managed to, the, the, the where's, game. where's the game? The game's Wesley one Calder. of my favourites as well. It's just the best episode. I love the game. When, in, in the Jeffrey's tubes at the end, yeah. when, dun, 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 dun. when yeah. Worf comes through the door, it's like, shit, what are you going to do? Go back, go back. Oh no, Rank is there. Oh, they've got him. It's a good oh, episode. It's a brilliant episode. So what's yeah. Heat about then? Yeah. <laughs> is a young yeah. Natalie Portman in here? Yes, yes, as well. Yes, a very young, young Natalie Portman. Portman. Post Leon. Post Leon. Post Leon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ninety-five. What is she about Leon fourteen in this? Something yeah. like that. Right, let's take a, um, a brief pause for a second because for those of you who haven't seen this film, we haven't actually said what the hell it's about. Heat isn't exactly an explanatory title either. No. Um, explanatory. No tick. No, no tick. tick. No, no tick for no, the explanatory. No, 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 no. Okay. Um, <laughs> basically, this is a cops and robbers film, but to pigeonhole it within that genre category is a mistake. So but, many yeah. levels oh, within. So many levels within. It's basically Robert De Niro is a professional thief. He robs banks for a living 
and he has his crew made up of Tom Sizemore, Val Kilmer, um, and a couple of other guys who, you know, not necessarily, they're all well-known actors. I can't remember who they are, though. I can't remember the last guy's name. The guy in Last of the Mohicans, who's, no, no, the guy in um, From Dust Till Dawn, who plays the barman in From Dust Till Dawn. Oh, Danny Dreo. With the... Where's Where's Scooby? Where's the guy from Last of the Mohicans? And the guy who's also in... Oh, shit. Silence of the Lambs. Yes. Silence of the Lambs. He is the killer. He's not on De Niro's crew, though. He's the cop. Yeah. He's a cop. He's still the Buffalo Bill guy. Yeah. He's in evolution as well. Yeah. Yeah, 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 he is, yeah. All dead. Yeah. So, um, so Robert De Niro, yeah, he's basically a professional thief. Um, the film opens with, um, him planning a robbery of an armored vehicle, armored car. Um, which is a spectacular way to open the film. Um, the bit when the truck hits the van mm. is one of the most spectacular scenes I've ever seen on film. It's not a big explosion, but you watch it and you go, fucking it's just hell. Collision, collision, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. The van flips to onto the side. It's brilliant. It's like, as I said to you when it happened, that's how you rob a fucking security yeah. van. Yeah. <laughs> when you see Crime Watch with these guys who pull up with shotguns, open the door and they just go, no, we're in a bulletproof van. What are you going to do? <laughs> shoot Ram it. And there's always a bit where they shoot the window and nothing happens. <laughs> what are you going to do? Shoot the glass? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the fence turn. Ah! <laughs> now I understand. Got me. Sorry to segue around that, but yeah, we, when we, when he says when Alan says she's done Fester, why does he look at him like he's speaking a foreign language? Yeah, the guy's fucking German. He has to say it in English. Yeah, we had and to. Then he we had, it. We, yeah, we already had this. Said this on Sorry, the I have obviously I'll come back into this, but that has been one of my pet hates, and I'm glad yeah. you boys have touched and girls. Were you here for that? Yes, I was. You were boys and girl. I touched upon it. I was mm. special. Yeah. I can Johnson. sleep at night. <laughs> so De Niro is a thief. He robs uh, this this car, and um, Al Pacino is assigned to his case. And Al Pacino is a detective with the Los Angeles Robbery Homicide Division. Now, this in itself <laughs> is a slightly scary point. The fact that LA is a city with so much crime, they have divisions within the homicide <laughs> yeah, division. Yeah, I've always known that for a long time. No, I haven't. Uh, that was really? the first time I'd ever heard it. I mean, like Baltimore has a homicide department. New York does has CID, which investigate all kinds of crime. Um, they all run on different different sets. LA divides its yeah. homicides into subcategories, and we don't have anything like that in the United Kingdom. In we- Dragnet, Dan Aykroyd <laughs> works in. Of course, homicide. Dragnet. You would know this. I'm just I'm just citing it as an earlier example of where we've seen the police department broken up like that. Right. Whether you like the film or not, it's in there. Right. We just don't have Deal that many it. homicides here. That's well, that's our problem. We've got Trident we in London. We've got enough. We've got Trident in North London, which deals with uh, black gang shootings. Yeah. Um, but that's one unit of about 10 people for the entire city of London, which may as well be a country unto itself. Mm. Um, but I mean, other than that, we don't have anything close to this sort of. I think that thing was in the news this week as well, because it's bollocks or something. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Just to sum up, somebody said it's bollocks really, isn't it? And I think they've gone, yeah, it's bollocks. That's it. Sorry. What the racial the fact that we don't yeah. actually have a gang, a gang department. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That, that's it. That's how I read the news. I sum it up in like child language. <laughs> One guy your said, child nah. <laughs> Your child's going to say bollocks. The other guy went, huh? <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> Mm. That's, how, that's how I remember the news. So Pacino's an LA cop. Robbery homicide. Robbery homicide. And he investigates this... Attempted um, suicide homicide. This, <laughs> <laughs> did 
domestic homicide. No, he um, investigates this robbery homicide and uh, is in hot pursuit of Robert De Niro. Now, what what comes of this? Hot what, heat. Hot heat. Like, yeah. like the connection there. Yeah, the heat. It's when the heat is on, isn't it? It's when it? the heat is on. About. When the heat is on, you're the yeah. police and the You words. feel the yeah. cops around the corner yeah. and the yeah. heat's on. Yeah. That's basically the story. Um, there is also a small subplot. It's not about the magazine in England. There is also the subplot of, um, what's his name, Wayne Grove. Yeah. Who is... He's a not part- a usual member of the team. He's, is he? He's a... He does he's a some... One-on- he's a nutter they get in. He does a he temp is. job for he's, them. Yeah, he's a He's temp. not an, a trusted old crew member. He's a complete newbie. Well, he sends it all tits up, doesn't he? Well, well he does. This is what... One of the things that became obvious when I watched it again is that... What that entire opening robbery does, where the fact that it's Wayne Grow who executes the guards, mm-hmm. and they don't want to do that, and it sort of sets them up to not be bad people. Okay, they're the baddies in the film, and they're doing they're doing like robberies, as well, but they're, they're not yeah, going to, yeah. you know, they're not out to kill people. But they're so professional that once they realise they get the job, they're done. now on a murder charge because one of them's been killed. They're not just on armed robbery; they're on murder. Mm. You don't want to leave any witnesses. They can't. Be accused of any more, so they gun down. The, so they gun down the rest of, of them, so they can't be identified. Yeah, but it's still the professionalism that. Yeah, I love that. Though. I love. I know. I think it's fucking dark. Yeah. Mm. yeah, and it is very professional, isn't it? It's a double tap. It's an execution. Yeah, it's it's making sure. You've got it a is. job to do. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So we we get straight away that they're guys that you don't fuck with, yeah. but generally. They're not but the, there's, a, there's a human element to them yeah. to a certain extent. Yeah. They're not random. Well, no, murderers. not to a certain extent, to an extent. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's basically the story of the film. Now, what the juice is really in the detail with this film. It's it's everything else. I thought the juice was in the action. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come to that then. Let's go. <gasps> um, when the heat's on, Alison. <clears throat> oh, okay. <laughs> it's everything else. You get insight into Val Kilmer's character, his marital difficulties. You get insight into um, how much Tom Sizemore trusts Robert De Niro. You get insight into um, Pacino's family and, not well, the woman he's with at the moment and his sort of foster uh, stepdaughter. Stepdaughter. Stepdaughter, who's played by Natalie Portman. You get so many details, possibly considered mundane details about the various things that are going on. You also but it's, have, it's real though, isn't it? It's real. To the point where you have President Palmer's character introduced, not, pres- <laughs> not as President Palmer, Dennis Hayes, but... <laughs> Introduced at a lot about, I think it's about halfway through the film or maybe a little bit earlier. Um, and he is a completely separate entity. He has no established connection with any of the other characters within the film. And you have about two or three scenes with him and you're wondering, who is this guy? What's, what's, what's he about? And he's basically a parolee trying to get on with a job in a shitty kitchen and trying to make a life for himself. And the kitchen manager's against him, isn't he? He knows he's a criminal. I mean, that's why he's got the job in the first place. He's saying, right, half your wages go to me straight away. Mm -hmm. And if I catch anything bad from you, I'm going to fucking can you again. So he's trying to make it straight and he's in the shit. But he has no connection to whatever else is going on in the film until... Their driver bails out on the big robbery and they need a driver and they see him in a cafeteria and they know him from the old days and hire him in. So there's all these different characters and different strains of life that are going through that are not necessarily consequential to the overall story Mm. or the main story of the plot line. And that was like I was saying earlier about getting me into cinema. That was another thing. I'd never seen anything like this before in terms of something so intricate, so intricate and yet not 
narratively intricate. Yeah, not, yeah. It was about life. It was about people, you know, real characters mm. and real situations and not necessarily all about this cops and robbers, good guys and not and stating guys. the obvious sort of thing. Yeah. Mm. And De Niro is a human character. You see him go and... Um, various shades of grey. Meets, yeah, various shades of grey. Um, you see him meet Amy Bremen's character, the um, who works in a bookshop, and he starts to fall for her a bit, but not in a sort of hor- horrible Hollywood cliched way. No. It's a very tenderly dealt with story. But again, has no direct bearing on the well, plot. It, it, is De Niro going to... No, it does later on. No, well, not plot-wise, but it's there character-wise, isn't it? To that's see what it's there for. Whether yeah. he will stand up to his conviction of never having anything in your life that you can't walk out of like that. Yeah. Mm. Mm. But it, it, it builds up more to show that they are just people doing yeah. a job. Mm. This was the other thing, which, I mean, it didn't get... This film, criminally... I, I mean, I don't watch the Oscars. I don't even think they mean anything in particular. But, I mean, this film didn't even get nominated. Yeah, it didn't. Okay. No, it didn't get nominated for anything. What was it up against? It was up against 95. What was 95? Uh, that must have been, like, around the English patient time, maybe a year earlier. I can't remember. I'll do English a quick thing, and I'll get back more. to you in 30 seconds. But there was no... Yeah, it didn't get nominated for... It might have got nominated for sound design or something like that, but none of the major categories, which for this not to have been nominated for Best Picture is a criminal act in itself. I this agree is, with you. And director, you know, maybe not necessarily the acting roles because the characters haven't necessarily... You know, it's a it's a crime film. The Academy don't nominate There was no films. one person on screen long enough as well to, to be of, to be a main role, almost, it was yeah. which was is something you must love about it. As yeah, well. yeah. Mm. Who was the lead? <laughs> the lead, lead was Pacino and De Niro. Yeah. They shared yeah. it absolutely halfway down the middle. Yeah, well, and and I love it because this is the first time that they share anything together. Mm. This is the and first time they shared a scene and a screen. Absolutely amazing. That's one reason why that scene has become so legendary. Not oh, is yeah. it the only time that they've been together you know, on screen in the same fucking like scene. But the fact that it's, the scene is so underplayed. It's a dialogue yeah. scene. Yeah. yeah. All the ways you would want those two actors to meet. Exactly. It's a dialogue scene. And there's nothing particularly impressive about the dialogue itself, but the scene is electric. The mm. scene's fantastic yeah. because you begin to realize that both men um, are there and they understand. They both they respect both each other job. so much as well. Absolutely. To a extent, That's you know, what I mean. comes out of this. Yeah. Both, he says, you know, you do what you do and I do what I've got to do. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, that, we're the same. That scene, if you own the pan and scan version of the movie, they're still never in a scene together. <laughs> because all, this, all the shots of them together are wide shots, and on the pan and scan, it just picks one of them. That's it. So if you don't get the widescreen version, you've still never seen them in a film together. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> the... Um... Yeah, not technically, because <laughs> they were both in Godfather 2. Yeah, that's but, that's the beauty of this one as well, is that it made everyone go, but they were in Godfather 2. Oh. But they never shared a scene oh, together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you just think you've seen it. As well as the fact that they're not trying to outdo each other as well. No. They're mm. never, you know, it's never sort of the Pacino De Niro fight who's going to shout more. Yeah. It's kind of like... The two De Niro style to the character is so different. And you can also, one thing, uh, I think it was an interview once where De Niro said it wouldn't have mattered if I'd played Pacino's, Al's character, and he'd played mine. And you could see them completely swapping over and playing the reverse. Just you know, I'd as, like to yeah. see that. Just no, as actually. well. 
Yeah. It would have been a very different film, but oh, they could yeah, have yeah. done it. Yeah. Um, do you want the Oscar nominees for 1995? Yes, Best Picture. Braveheart. <laughs> no! Oh, it's Braveheart. Uh, Apollo 13. Oh, that's, now, a, film. that's a film. That now, a this film. next one is special. Babe. Oh, my oh dear. God, babe. Mike, tell a story about your brother and uh, Apollo 13. My brother came out of Apollo 13 and said it was a great film, but a slightly unrealistic one. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Brilliant. He thought it was really well done, but, you know, really, it seemed a bit, I don't know, far-fetched. As if that would ever happen. As if that would ever happen. <laughs> where, where Sorry, is... Phil. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Whereas that's what he should have said about most of Braveheart. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> what, that true story? There, there was a man called William Wallace. He was from Scotland. <laughs> he was also a wealthy landowner made many dealings with the British let's not get onto this he hurt um, also Il Postino and Sense and Sensibility Il, Pos- Il Sense Postino and- I can give them Sense and Sensibility is a fucking awesome film and in all fairness I could say could be side by side with Heat definitely oh dear God, you have to no. no don't look at me like that that's how I was before I watched it. Alan Rickman is unbelievable. Ah, 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 I did not ah, have Alan Rickman. Ah, well done, Tristan. You've given him a reason Alan Rickman, to watch. Hugh Laurie. Right. Okay. Emma Thompson. Mm-hmm. Just amazing. Emma Thompson wrote the screenplay, which she got an Oscar for. Really? For her screenplay adaption of... I want I want to do this film as a review because I didn't think I was going to like it at all. Is Colin Firth in this? He's always in those kind of things. Yeah. Oh God, is he? I can't remember. He wanted, he wanted to be. But anyway, through the post with the script. If you want to see just great, great character acting, there it is. And Alan Rickman for the whole film, you just want to give him a hug. Oh. Yeah, you uh, just want to give him a hug. I don't remember much about the film because I watched it a long time ago once. Um, but I do remember that you do want to give Alan Rickman a hug. <laughs> <laughs> But um, uh, fair play for her sense of sensibility. Yeah. Emma Thompson also nominated for the Oscar for that one for uh, best actress. Wow, she, she's so Kate Winslet. Kate, Kate Winslet. Winslet, she's mm. awesome. Kate I Winslet rate Winslet. Awesome in it. She's a good actress. There's some just some cracking dialogue as well. Considering Emma Thompson like wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just some awesome dialogue. Fuck. Anyway, anyway so he didn't sense get a look in at that Dude. year's Oscars. He didn't, yeah. not at all, really. He should have done. The, there's some crap there, mm. to be honest. I, I reckon he's better than Babe. I reckon he's better than... Oh, yeah, it's borderline. Than, it's controversial, Will. Yeah. <laughs> better Why? than Braveheart, better than Il Postino, better yeah. than any of that lot. That scene when he goes into the barn with the shotgun, you're thinking, kill the fucking pig <laughs> so I can go home. <laughs> I don't care. That'll do, Rich. That'll do. That'll yeah. do. <laughs> And then later he went on to invent warp drive and all was forgiven. (laughs) (laughs) Great actor. Well, I got the idea from this talking pig. (laughs) So, so the heat's on the corner, right? I also think the heat's about the city as well, because LA, yeah, LA, you can see it shimmering. It's a continuous Michael Mann love affair with um, LA because originally the film was set in New York, I believe. Yeah. Until he got the hands on the script and changed it to LA. Um, and I think we should probably take a moment to discuss Mr. Mann as he yes. is. Yeah, what, what, what else has Mr. Mann done? Mr. Mann, right. Collateral Mr. of late days. Okay, yeah. Collateral, Miami Vice, which is coming out this year. Looking which looks forward to the original that. TV yeah. series. The original TV series. Yeah. Harley, yeah, looking forward um, to that. Um, Last of the Mohicans. 
He's uh, not by any one of my means favorite films ever. Yeah, not a many, by any means a prolific director. And unfortunately, if you watch anything that he made prior to Last of the Mohicans, it is marred by some of the most atrocious eighty soundtracks that you'll ever hear. Did he do The Insider as well? He did, he did didn't the, he? Insider, the Insider. Yes. is an awesome film. Why haven't yeah. we done that yet? There's many films we haven't yeah, done. Yeah, true. Yet. We should get that on the list. But Michael awesome. Michael Mann is a method director. And this is why him, De Niro and Pacino work in such a brilliant fashion. In this yeah, film. yeah. He's a method director. He sent them to, um, he sent Robert De Niro to a prison to uh, hang out with the inmates for two months or something like that. He sent De Niro, uh, he sent Pacino to the LA robbery homicide division to hang around with them for a few months. He, he does all of this shit. Like uh, there were stories about Tom Cruise when he did Collateral um, being taught how to blend in. Even Tom Cruise, the most, one of the most famous men in the world. Yeah. Yeah. who apparently walked into a shop dressed as a FedEx man, went up, delivered a parcel and walked out again um, without anyone noticing it was him. And that was That's all. amazing. And that was, you know, and he got into that point. He made Tom Cruise do this. Now, how many other... He was SAS trained as well for that film as well, which shows because he's so... I, Precise. Not, he's so slick with his movement. Yeah. Mm. He really is. Mm. Um, Isn't it the same guy who did Heat? Score? It is the same guy who did Heat, who trained... It's the same SAS guy who trained all the... Are we saying this is Tom Cruise's best performance? Because I would say, yeah, Um, I would say with the vampire. It's very good. Mm, Yeah, I say interview with the vampire. I very much like him, Vanilla Sky as well. I just wish he wasn't so much of a dick because, quite frankly, it's reached the point where it's tainting his movies. It's the slightly. Scientology. It's the Scientology and, yeah. and the jumping on the sofa. Yeah, he's a bit giddy, isn't he? And all of this stuff now. And you just, I sit there looking at him thinking, you bastard. <laughs> well, you smug if, get. Well, it's not these things. It's like so many actors, like say Andy Garcia, for example, who you know, has never had anything of his personal life in the press, has made a point of it, said to like the press early on, no, don't come near my family. Don't near, don't do anything like this. And they didn't, they don't bug him. He doesn't do anything controversial. He doesn't do anything like that. And then, you know, but then you've got Kurt, uh, what's his name? Kurt Russell. He never gets into the press about anything in particular. He just keeps to himself. And there's just no need. And it does taint your image. I mean, look at all that J-Lo stuff. I mean, out of mm. sight and U-turn, when I'm, before she became J-Lo, yeah. Yeah. she was actually quite good. And I yeah. actually yeah. didn't, you know, I could actually watch a film with her without thinking of J-Lo. Whereas now you can't. Um, I watched Money Train again the other day. No, I couldn't she... finish it because she was in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even her getting a tits out for that wasn't enough. It was just... <laughs> It's nice though. Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> Thanks, J Lo. Cheers for that. Yeah. Um, so Michael Mann, yeah, he did um, the Keep and Manhunter. Now Manhunter is yeah. the original, yeah, yeah Red Dragon, yeah. original Red Dragon. Which, is that with um, oh God, Brian yeah. Cox? Yeah, Brian Cox. Yeah. He also Adam. did the TV version of Heat. Yes, he did. Was it LA Take That? Which is yeah. appalling. Is it? It's awful. It came it, out the same cult classic. No, though? not even no. cult classic. It's TV movie trash. Oh my god! It's awful. How disappointed am I? The, I was I was really looking forward to digging that out and thinking it was really ruined. great. Apparently, no, Manhunt is better than Red Dragon. I've it, seen it. Well, it's, it's, that's it's, split down the middle. It's I split down the middle. It's kind of a case of if because Manhunter is marred by hideous soundtrack. Well, Red Dragon's marred by Ray Fine Sack in too many. Occasions. <laughs> this is yeah, <laughs> this, this is the other side. The 
flip side of the coin on that regard is that, that yeah, Manhunter has its flaws, but stylish, the style wise, it's unbelievable. It's incredible. Brian Cox is better Hannibal Lecter than See that Anthony Hopkins. Ever, but but ever everyone knows, being. Yeah. everyone knows Hannibal as being it's, Anthony I'd Hopkins. I'd seen Manhunter so. before. I'd ever seen. I saw it when I was a kid. My dad had me watching it before. I'd ever seen Silence of the Lambs. Did you shit yourself? No, I found it quite interesting actually because it was more of the psychological thing. Um, if I it's, know it's a yeah, I never found Silence of the Lambs scary. No, Man no I, I didn't think it was even, a scary film. Manhunter doesn't even attempt to be a scary film. It's not. Even, it's, it's not a about of that. Jolly moments where you kind of jump up. You know, yeah, and, and it, but it's psychological. It's a thriller yeah. more than anything. Mm. I never viewed them as horror films. I don't no, know. I, don't no. I, no. I do love watching them. Yeah. I oh, they're excellent vibe. movies, except Red Dragon and Hannibal. They're all very good. <laughs> yeah. So 50%. <laughs> no, that's 33%. Oh, no, we're counting Man. We're counting Sorry, Man. Yeah. Shut up, Mavs. 50%. No, I was going to say 33%. What's 10% of a million? Uh, 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 so were you there for 10, that? 10,000, yeah. yeah. I was the one who corrected you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's about £10,000, I think so, anyway. The keep, which is the keep, which is a crazy blend of World War Two and horror, um, with some incredibly intelligent dialogue, but one of the worst soundtracks again, and you just can't sit through them because it's just, it's it's painful. It really is painful because they would be amazing films and classics in their own right if it wasn't for the score, if it wasn't for the soundtrack. When was this made? Was this in the 80s? The 80s. But when it came out, would that have been... When it came out, it would have been fine. Yeah. But like so many films of, of that of time, era, it doesn't stand yeah. the test of time because they didn't use a classical score. Mm. Like haircuts. I think that's where John Carpenter's stuff falls down a lot when he, you know, he writes all his own soundtracks and stuff, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that Big trouble, kind of... Like the thing, I think that's a really good film, yeah. mm. but there's just bits of that soundtrack which just completely throws me mm. off the line. And Halloween as well. Yeah. It's a good tune, but it gets so repetitive when yeah. she's done it like the fifth time, and it's like for God's sake, just kill him. <laughs> but yeah, so Michael Mann then lost the Mohican, last of the Mohicans, which is your favourite film, Bev? Oh, one of your favourites? Certainly, I'd say top three. That that's another one that was on TV again not long ago that made me watch it. And you just sort of flick it on. And if you get it at the right moment, if you watch enough of it, you can't move for the next two hours. It's one of those. Yeah. Mm. Which is one... I love that in a oh, film. Mate. Well, you've never seen it? No. Oh, never, oh mate. It's beautiful Watch film. it soon. He has the same effect. Everybody in the room nodding at me now. And yeah. giving you dull eyes as well. Yeah, it's like, like, oh, oh, it's, oh, it's Winston. It's oh, all beautiful. about Day Lewis. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, wonderful. what a legend anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know how to, what to make of him. I think he's a fantastic actor, but then... He's a nutter. He's weird. He's, weird. he's, he's, he's a, a weird, weird guy. Mm. Again, mm. hand in hand yeah. with man with the method again. Yeah. Yeah. God, yeah. to the point that he drives himself nuts. Yeah. I mean, well, I just love the fact man. that he's, you know, I wouldn't, I don't want to use the celebrity thing, but he's known. And, you know, his, his pastime isn't, you know, throwing himself out of airplanes or shit like His pastime is cobbling. He makes shoes. Does he? Yeah. That's fab. Yeah, that's lovely. Keeping the old crafts alive. In his spare time, apparently. I reckon that's what probably stops him from fully freaking out and killing everybody. <laughs> yeah. Something mundane as cobbling. He had a mate, didn't he? He was the one who had a nervous breakdown on stage, apparently. Yeah, because he was doing Hamlet. Because he, uh, he, actually... he was so involved in the method, he actually saw his father's ghost. On stage. On stage. Yeah. Really, did he? I would believe that. I can believe that. Yeah. yeah. Really? And it, yeah. he was out of the business for a while, wasn't he? And in fact, wasn't it Gangs of New York, his comeback? Yeah. Yeah. 
that was a shame. That yeah, film. His character is awesome, though. The character was awesome. Many Except points. Why was Cameron Diaz in that movie at all? Why was that character in it? And why was it billed as being so bloody and violent when it wasn't? Really, mm. it had its moments. There was one big fight scene. It turned it off. It's one of the few films I've turned off. Yeah, I sat through Apex for fuck's sake. <laughs> True. I turned off some of all fears. Did you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I watched the new explosion. I didn't mind some of all things, but I can see why you didn't like it. Is that the one where Jack Ryan does nothing more energetic than picking up the phone? Pretty much, yeah. Uh, um, the Insider, which again, continuing Michael Mann's um, method, um, at one point in The Insider, there's the... Has everyone seen that? No. no I've seen bits. So paranoid. It's, it makes me so paranoid. It's a, it's it's about the tobacco industry and about um, a whistleblower within the tobacco industry who goes and stands to trial. Not stands to trial, goes to testify. It? Sorry, is this Russell Crowe and Pacino again? See, Russell Crowe's another one suffering from the Tom Cruise obnoxious celebrity effect. Mm. Yeah, he never used to be. You know, oh, it's so sad when you watch the making of Gladiator. There's a bit with Richard Harris. Yeah. God bless him. And he says, "You know what I love about this guy?" But no, he starts off by saying he doesn't mix with people in Hollywood because he doesn't get on with him. He says, but this guy, I love him. He doesn't carry that Hollywood star crap around with him. You know, I'm Russell Crowe. Didn't you see me in Gladiator? Wasn't I amazing? Uh, he does now. And he does now. Yeah. Apparently. Mm. Well, I prefer clearly. anyone who's just punching out photographers and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he hit a guy with a phone once. Yeah, that's that was quite like recently, I think. Ah. That's harsh. But the insider, he there's a sequence where he's testifying in a Mississippi court. Yeah. Oh. And they he Michael Mann again with the method used the exact didn't use a script, used the exact transcript of the trial, of not of the trial, of the testimony, um, word for word, filmed it in the same courtroom in Mississippi. Didn't um this is another thing, he doesn't use sound stages. Everything in heat is in a real location. That's Every, true. Same collateral. Yeah. Same collateral. Everything in heat is filmed in a real police station, a real cafeteria, a real bookshop. Everything is filmed in, in the correct location and it gives itself, you know, even with the best soundstage in the world, you can still, to a certain degree, see where the lighting rig hangs up. Yeah. You can still, to a certain degree. I wouldn't say see, but you can feel it. You can it. feel it where it is. And every, That's how really pretend. Yeah, it, it, it did, yeah, 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 yeah. I know yeah. what you mean, yeah. But this, that, no, there isn't. There isn't any of that. It's all done in real locations. In um, real daylight, in real LA daylight, and you get mm. a real feel of that as well. Mm. I was, was going to say, when you said uh, daylight there, that jogged my memory. What I remember about Heat is there's quite a lot of night shots. Is there quite a lot of night shots as compared to day there's shots? Because I remember it being quite dark. few. Is there? Because that, yeah. in my memory, it feels quite a dark film. I remember the, the heist at the beginning is all bright. There are some fairly dark on. moments. When <laughs> it just seems to me to get darker and darker. As things start to go more in the mire. The last act is almost entirely at night. Yeah, and that's what that's... means. Like the, it opens up so bright mm. with the bright heist, and then by the end of it, it's at night time, and it's just slowly getting darker throughout the film. You are right. It does do o- Almost as if it's happening within a day, yeah. even though we know it isn't. Mm, yeah. 24. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's quite interesting how they each use light and dark against each other in this cat and mouse game that they play. Mm. Do you know what I mean? The, no. <laughs> you don't? Okay, the end sequence. I'm not going to give anything away. Oh, that's awesome. Yes, yes. Just absolutely amazing. Uh, someone's using dark to find light 
and the other guy's using light to find dark. Oh, it's such a simple thing. Where you, it's uh, just yeah. amazing. You should have seen this film. They shouldn't be uh, trying to keep the end away from me. If you haven't seen Heat, then what are you doing? You're a fool. You're under the rock. With you're wifi. under the rock with Wi-Fi. Yeah. This is possibly... I'm opening up a massive debate here. <laughs> this is the best film of the 90s for me. We'd have to carefully study every film that Christ, came out yeah, in the yeah. 90s. And I'm Shawshank's still my personal favourite. So. Number two for me. There yeah. are many Beat films. This. Wayne's World came out in the 90s. <laughs> 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 Biodome Bio came out in the 90s. When did the burbs come out, Rich? In the 90s, Craig. <laughs> Does that mean that's the best film of the 90s? <sighs> if, if I was going to a desert island and had to take one DVD with me forever, I, I'd choose the burbs over heat. But that's just me. That's not saying that the Burbs. burbs. I I don't think the Burbs is actually a better film than Heat. Paul, Heat or Burbs? (laughs) (laughs) Just just in terms of my own watchability and how often I can watch the same film over and over, I'd have to go with the Burbs. Sorry. But no, I know. Don't don't be emailing me and putting in the forum. How can you say the Burbs is better than he? I'm not really. You're just saying you could watch it far yeah. more comfortably. That, more that's often. just me personally. Sorry, but I also like Biggles Adventures in Time. So, yeah. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> it's on the shelf. I'll show you later. Cool. It, it's something rather special. Biggles Adventure in Time. Yeah, you not seen it? No, crass. Is Classic it a cartoon or is Have it a live action? It? Yeah. Have you it. actually seen it? No, because I, I know I've that... seen it. I've seen the bit where the Nazi gets fried by some sound. Yeah, I've seen that. Um, and then the dumbass woman goes over and touches his skull and it collapses. His eye falls out. His yeah. eyes fall out. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, she's just a it. bitch. It's brilliant. Yeah. Actually, it's it's an appalling film. It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> but um, when it, when I, the story behind it is is that when I was like five or six, I was obsessed with this movie. And so I, I have it as like nostalgia. Fair That's enough. Yeah. It's not a helicopter, but, it's a flying windmill. Yeah. If you can yeah. fly us up with camel, you can fly anything. <laughs> Very true. Um, okay. Which reminds me, Heat is an incredibly quotable film. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We can, no, not the ass line. Oh, it has to be. It has to uh, be. Why did I get mixed up with that bitch? Because she's got a great ass. And you got your head all the way up in. Ferocious, aren't I? It's fucking amazing. Thank you. Oh, or, in fact, most of them are, are Pacinos, aren't they? The windbag that he is. Yeah. Mm. You could sit here. My what, what shit? Oh, there was. You can sit in here. And my girlfriend's ex-husband's dead tech postmodernistic bullshit house. If you want to, you can eat my food if you want to, but you don't get to watch my fucking television set. That's fucking brilliant. It's a crappy television set. Oh, because I watched it yesterday at work. It's just like, oh my god, your TV's wank. What no would you do if it was like a big flat screen kind of? You're like, kill him. Man, if yeah. I could afford it, I'd hit you with it and buy another one. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. That should have been in there. That right? should have been mine. Should have been. Have you not heard? My script writing's amazing. Now, the guy who plays Ralph in that scene, the the guy oh, sleeping with his have, girlfriend, yeah, yeah. is the guy who plays Wayne Grow in L.A. Takedown. Oh, right. really? Yeah. But I've seen him in many other things he's as well. Awesome. He's, yeah, he's but always in roles of similar well, significance he's, he's, to he, one he, 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 he's, he's in Terminator mind me, uh, Yeah, that's right, officer. Um, what's he done now? He's Mason. He's George Mason. Yeah, fucking Mason. George Mason. Xander Berkeley. He's incredible. No. He is unbelievable um, as well. It mm. wasn't until 24 that I realised what a good actor he is. Shut up, you 
fucking yeah. mad. He was in the Candyman. Candyman. Again, I can't remember that as well as I should. In the Candyman, he's a good actor. The Doctor in Gattaca. Mm. But what I was going to get onto was LA Takedown because we briefly okay, touched yeah. on mm. that. Um, and that is about 90 minutes long consolidates the plot of this film which by the way we haven't mentioned is actually quite a bloody long film oh, it's 160 it. minutes that's close to three hours close to three, three hours mm. it's past you know it's nearer to three and two and the it's yeah it consolidates the plot into 90 minutes it chooses some awful actors to do it um, play the re- lead roles and it's just it's awful and there's no there's no swearing either instead of like you know he, he says he's going to blow him out of his socks at one point mm. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's stuff like that I had an offer like that once <laughs> I was about to say I'd love to get blown out of my socks how much? It was, yeah. not, not much it was surprisingly cheap but that's Wakefield's for you <laughs> I was going to ask if you were, did you see I'm sorry Liam has posted on his MySpace thing there's a headline it's Wakefield skipping legend dies that's the newspaper cover in Wakefield Wakefield skipping legend dies. dies Liam Lane in Average Ordinary People by Michael Doss oh that great DVD available to buy at movies uh information could have gone really well there on a website yeah oh. But anyway, yeah. No. Wake, Wakefield skipping. Now is this dies. skipping rope or is this a skip up and down well, Westgate? He's obviously and He's in point. Wakefield anyway. And he's. I suppose if he's skipping in Wakefield, the chances are I got beaten to death. <laughs> Maybe he was in like a double Dutch thing because they're really legendary. Them aren't they? <laughs> I'm not sure what impresses me more: the fact that someone skillful. in Wakefield was capable of skipping. <laughs> I can't think of a second one, so I'll just hand back to my skipping bail. Maybe <laughs> let's talk about. Let's sorry, anybody in Wakefield. Yeah, no, I'm not. Let's sorry. Say there's someone in Wakefield who can work a computer. There's <laughs> <laughs> one thing I got. I was born one there. One time I was in um, I was in court Lucky. waiting for somebody to come out, and there were quite a few of us, and we were all there rallying around to support somebody that was going in, and um, we kept getting walked past by loads of wakeys, and. Um, well, that, that for anyone is what you call somebody who comes from Wakefield. This wakey, co- this wakey comes out of court, yeah, wearing his tracksuit bottoms, shoes, uh, a shirt, and a tie. Like, you know the really school, small school tie thing you did when you were a wanker? Was it yeah. a wacky band version? Yeah. Or was right, it, but yeah. suit, and then a kappa jacket. And he looks at, like, 19 of us, yeah, all suited and booted. And he goes, are you lot, like, all being tried for the same crime or something? Couldn't understand how so many of us had come to support someone where he'd come out with like his lawyer and it's a great, a great indication of how the British male will, will, will wear sensible shoes <laughs> with anything. <laughs> like that, you know, elevates you to a certain position. If you're from England, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> if you're not from England, you've seen us on your beaches wearing shorts with sensible shoes, shoes. and socks. You've seen him. <laughs> Chances are that person was my dad. <laughs> if not, he was somebody's dad. <laughs> I guarantee it. Let's talk about the shootout. But also with a, a, oh a short sleeve shirt. My Shorts. God. The that, shootout that is shit. unbelievable. Tense. The, I think one of the reasons why it's incredible is the noise. Yes. The sound is never incredible. Heard anything like that. That is a gun battle. It's... It's well, I, just horrific. I put it on for my mate once and he hadn't seen it before and I just said to him, it just got to this scene. So the thing about this scene, John, 
is it gets very loud, very fast, yeah. and it doesn't let up. And you, the, the other little, the detail, first time I'd ever heard shell casings mm. or noticed them at least yeah. in the film because you know part of a gun going off is hearing the shell hit the ground moments afterwards. Which yeah, yeah well, did the fact, release? No, I'm of this- sorry, I'm sorry. That's film wise, yeah, but in reality, that's absolute bollocks you do not hear, hear the shell cases hit the ground mm. because your ears are ringing so much you can't hear the shell I didn't mean cases. you but Did I mean generally in film terms that's you don't I'm, hear the ringing no, in their ears I'm, either the difference is I'm talking we're talking about realism here movie wise yeah well right. I'm firing off my AK reality I, mean, I want to hear the shells hitting the ground reality <laughs> no but I mean it's the diff- again it's the thing with, with thunder and lightning yeah. you watch movies thunder and lightning come at the same time Did every this, single time did this film coincide with a an advance in movie sound technology by any chance, with it being the mid nineties. There was know. a lot of that stuff happening. A lot Possibly. of the THX, the the THX and, and Dolby surround. Yeah, that might have been I think they got a lot of the digital sound out for Jurassic Park, which was ninety three. Mm, yeah, around that, that time when it all so kicked off, didn't it? I do wonder if things were just getting better generally. No, I think that was attention to detail more than anything. You think? Um and just it is so fucking loud. I mean, if you put this on on a decent sound system and turn the volume on, whap! It, it does was, sound like yeah. someone's having a shootout in your house from five houses away. <laughs> and it's yeah, it's it's an intense shootout. It how you know how does it start? They go into the bank. It's the main set piece of the film, um, but it yeah. takes place about forty minutes prior to the end, as we said. Earlier. That's it. This is the bit I always think is the end. Yeah, yeah. It's so here. far off the end. But yeah, they they go in, um, it all goes wrong. I can't even remember how it goes wrong. Oh, they're working out there's an anonymous tip, isn't there? Mm. Um, and they go down to bust the to bust them out coming out of the bank and they wait till they come out of the bank and then all hell breaks loose and it's a shootout across the streets. Um, one, uh, De Niro and um, the other guys get into the car and drive off and everything and there's, it's just an intense one sequence. One guy goes down. One guy, two guys go down mm. in it and it's... Is it... Oh no, no sorry. Don't say. No, yeah, sorry, I stopped myself there. Mm. Yeah, is it that guy? Yeah. It's but, that guy. You know the one I mean, the yeah. guy who dies at that bit. But there's nothing particularly <laughs> stunning about the choreography or there's no, you know, there's no fancy gunplay, there's no... No, there isn't. It feels quite military though, doesn't it? Because you can feel that advance going on, you know, it's one step slick forward. And it's, and, yeah, it's... Because surely know. that's how it works. Yeah. How it would work. You yeah. get a definite a sense of advance. You know? yeah. It's the fact yeah. that they know what they're doing. They're not hoodlums with guns. They're military yeah. trained and mm. it shows in that, mm. in that piece. Definitely. Mm. There's not much about the background of how they know how Robert De Niro's crew know each other and how trained they are. No, they just are. Yeah. yeah. So you're free to make up your own mind about that, really. Mm. They clearly worked together for a long time because mm. they work very cohesively. Mm. Someone said that on the forum actually recently that one of their only um, problems with this film was the fact that Al Pacino's case is based almost entirely on. Uh, the fact that Tom Sizemore calls people slick. Yeah. Um, which is actually, I hadn't thought about it until someone pointed out on the forum, is but he- the only reason they they get them in the end or get near them um, is because Tom Sizemore called, refers to some guy as slick and they run it as an alias. So but it gets lucky, like basically. Yeah, very I lucky. I like it though, because a lot of cops and robbers, you, you see them unpick it 
and and get the piece of evidence and you, you see them actually grasp that bit and go, wow, I've got it. It's this, that and the other. And in this film, we don't get that. We get Al Pacino walking in the room saying, right, this is this is this. We've been told that this is going on. Mm. We don't see him discover evidence or anything like that, really. He just comes in and tells us what he knows now. Yeah, it's not that kind of crime movie. No, you know, it's the not. crime scene. And I really didn't mind because yeah. it was just like he was bringing us us up to speed at the same time that the team were being brought up to speed. Drama. But that's yeah. That's more realistic charge. crime investigation. Yeah. People don't find the singular hair at the corner of the room and say, "Ha ha, this man is blonde and the yeah. was ginger." mustn't be him or something crap like that you know it's it's or Poirot getting all his suspects in the room at the end or something stupid like that because he's incredibly lonely yeah. but the <laughs> oh how dare you not Poirot <laughs> but you know it doesn't yeah it doesn't work like that in real life as far as I'm aware um, I keep saying this but mm. I've never been a cop I've never been a criminal so I don't know um, apart from that one time with the roundabout but the, um, when you were a criminal cop yeah. you could have been on a world's police chases on that one this guy is clearly high on crystal meth <laughs> best that I heard was in England car theft is a serious crime and at the end this man will now go to an English prison I was in England as if they're going to extradite him you, oh it was send him to Oz mate that's what we used to do isn't it? Well, yeah. we should do that that would be an interesting twist on the sentencing system if you could just be randomly sent to another country that would scare the shit out of people. I think uh, you're going to do four years in Indonesia. What <laughs> <laughs> always got me about sending criminals to Australia? Right, you're going to send me to a really warm country with yeah, beaches. Fucking gorgeous. They didn't know that though. They thought here. it was shitty, rocky, crappy yeah, place that didn't grow anything. Egg on our face, eh? Yeah. We should go over. They really and, thought it was punishment. Send them say, all back here. Yeah, what, <laughs> we've had a thought. We've we've all been talking. Uh, we've changed our minds, and we, we'd just like to see how you feel about this. Just just sort of, you know. Would you like to come back? Pen, pen, pen stuff out. Try it on, see if it fits. Yeah. Some of you are. It'll be like wife swap. Bars in London. Yeah. <laughs> or, or Nation you could, swap. You, you could play the other way and just show. We're very sorry we sent you here. Would you like to come back? We forgive you. And, you know, just try it that way. I don't think they go for that. We're laughing behind our hands yeah. and uh, yeah. getting the boat over. They'll never guess we like it more. And then we'll just end up on all the beaches in our shoes and socks, won't we? Yeah. All with shoes. Sandals with socks on. It's, it's the only you really, 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 really want to go. Apparently it's the only way well. to, the way you spot a Brit in Australia is just to go on the beach and see the only dickhead with no clothes on and the, <laughs> sitting getting turned into a lobster as he, as he just... Baking in the sun. That's what we do, though. When we went to Florida and the third week in Naples, when we went to the hotel receptionist, the, the hotel had like a free taxi service to the beach. And we said, where can we get this free taxi service? And they said, you, you want to go to the beach? <laughs> really? Like, yeah. People don't actually go to the beach. And we went to the beach and fuck me, it was hot. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh my god. The Gulf of Mexico is a hot, 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 hot place. <laughs> you need sandals on with your socks. With your socks. To not burn. Really? And I won't go in the water because there were sharks. <laughs> I mean, I said there weren't sharks, so I got in the water. We got home, first program on television, Discovery Channel, Sharks of the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Big fuckers. Like jaws. Like I nearly jaws. died. <laughs> 
because <laughs> you shared you got in the same sea as shark. Yeah. Yeah, what are we yeah. talking about? <laughs> if a shark came in your living room, eventually you'd cane it. You'd you? have to cane him. <laughs> How do you envisage we? that happening? No, it's just describe well, no, no, to me, if you will, the event of a shark coming in. Basically, your what room. it is is someone analogy. It was analogy. Someone was saying basically, if you're a shark, yeah, and someone was swimming around, yeah, you'd eat them. It's just basically if you if. You, so if a shark came into your living room, if we swap it around, if a shark came into your living room, yeah, and started swimming around, eventually you'd cane it. You'd just have to. Yeah. See, that's it. You say, what it, are you it's doing? not that I believe <laughs> yeah, like, that... Get, get out, out of my living room. Get, get out. It's not that I believe that any shark will eat any person on sight. <laughs> it's that I believe any shark that sees me will eat me on sight. <laughs> no, I believe you. That, that's all it is. I'm not, I'm not daft enough to think that they just eat humans left, right, and center. Of course they don't. <laughs> But I think they'd eat me. Well, they're just taking little nibble, but a little nibble for them is mm, fatal. I'm not happy with any. <laughs> you know, I, I appreciate that's not eating all of me, but still. Apparently a tried and tested method of getting rid of a shark when it's about to attack you is to punch it in the face. See, Swim that's towards what Steven it. Spielberg forgot. <laughs> Swim towards it. You don't need, yeah, you don't need to stab a shark a shark through the head with a boat no you you, you punch you can, it in the head it'll get frightened and go off because seals don't punch back no no Generally. they don't what the can you punch are we on here you to punch anything that's underwater what that's what I'm thinking you, you have to what? wait for it to come out yeah you have to wait it's, it's like out. a dream punch where you're yeah. like trying to hit the guy and you're like oh, I, I challenge anyone to be in in water free swimming watching a 35 foot two-ton great white shark approaching them at roughly 30 what, and miles not an freeze. hour. And not freeze. And think, hmm, all I have to do here is punch him on the nose well, and no, I'll be fine. It's a guy in South Africa did it. He got bitten, like the shark came up, bit him on the side, and he just fucking that's, smacked it. Yeah, just but swapped it in the face and it went off. After you, you, you want to go for the eyes. Yeah, that's after it pure bit. panic. But yeah. no, that's what they do anyway. But how are you going to hit sharks it? Will bite? Sharks will bite some, um, their prey sometimes and let them bleed. <laughs> Well, to unconsciousness or death and then eat the remains they buy it to test whether or not it's actually what they want to eat as well yeah well, welcome to shark week I'll move <laughs> sharks you should stay yeah. away from they have seven senses and they no 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 what, what are the other senses they can sense depth and they can sense the distance between can't you sense depth <laughs> is that not when sense? I'm underwater I can't sense depth that's no. not a sense they don't have that no they not as in depth that. as in sight depth as in it pressure on the body yeah I get that. can you but tell the barometric pressure from where you're sat yeah oh, well, it's seven man. lucky to you you must be part shark wouldn't it be cool to be oh, wait, we're wait, losing wait, we were on we heat are, right, come on. tangent this, city this roundabout started <laughs> yeah. with heat Hmm. Yeah. I think, I mean, are we done? Well, I'm done. If anyone else has got anything, go um, Val Kilmer has silly hair for most of this <laughs> If yeah. you hate Val Kilmer, this is a good opportunity to sit there and think you're an ugly little bastard, aren't you? Because he is. He's ugly. He's obnoxious in this film. He's um, good, though. He's, he's very good. good. But the part he plays and the way he looks, he's a weaselly little rat of a person. Who'd kill you with a gambling monkey. problem. Mm. A very low moral value. His story is awesome, though. I really enjoy yeah. his story, and I like the relationship that he's got mm. and how it eventually resolves itself on that balcony. Yeah, that is just a brilliant, brilliant scene. Who's the guy from Simpsons? Hank Azaria. Hank Azaria. Oh, he is. Yeah. <clears throat> he's a great guy. Yeah. 
Natalie okay. Portman's fucking stunning in this. Great little follow-up to Leon. It, it's, it's fantastic, that relationship that she's got with Vincent. I yeah. think she's so isolated. She's one of these teenage girls that feels very alone in life. Her parents have divorced. Mm. Her, her mother is um, strong and bold and somewhat strange. It's Diane Vandora, I think, who played Juliet's mother in... Yeah. Romeo and Juliet and played Al Pacino's Mrs. in um, The Insider as well. Yeah. Mm. I just love that relationship because it's so underplayed. It's barely there, the relationship between stepdaughter and stepfather. Yeah. But it's him that she turns to when she needs him. Yeah. And it's just really, really so very pretty, that mm. relationship between the two of them. And the way that concludes as well is yeah. brilliant. Um, what else do I like? Um, I like the shots with De Niro and his girlfriend on the hillside bit mm. at night time. It looks like it's it's done blue screen. It does it look it like does. it's in the studio that which fucks me up, especially after I know what you, what you mean. Yeah, it looks yeah. so painfully it's studio, but it can't so be. differently to the rest of it. Mm. It's almost fantasy like, like the 1950s sort of soft. Is that the smog thing? Image. No, no, no. That is another one that I forgot to mention. Michael Mann loves his telescopic lenses. Ah. Um, to the point where I don't know. Well, to explain it, they look like they're moving irrespective of the background, though. Yeah, yeah. But Basically, if you the the better lens you get, the wider um, optical depth you have with a lens. Then you zoom in close, the more dynamic range you have with the focal backdrop. So when you have those shots where the lights are completely blurred out yeah. in the streets, that means you've got a fucking shit hot lens. Michael Mann goes that one step further and gets telescopic lenses, backs up as far as he can get, and then pulls in. So you get a really compacted focal backdrop. Which right. is what he does, which is why you get that unique image. He also loves blue. I don't know if you noticed. Yes, it's yeah. all over the place in this film. In in Insider and in Collateral, Collateral as well, yeah. and in mm. places in Alley. Although that's got more of a dirty feel, like uh, Mohicans has as well. Mm. But yeah, he loves the blue. It just reeks of it. It's nice mm. to have that lens choice, isn't it? When someone else is paying the budget. Yeah, it's yeah. lovely. Yeah. Why, why don't you use telescopic lenses? Because they cost fifteen yeah. grand. For a small camera. I just like the way that they've been, those particular scenes have been chosen to be shot like that because it, that's definitely showing us insight into Neil's character. And uh, I just think that it shows a little bit of the beautiful side of Neil. I know that there is one in there somewhere mm. and that's where we see it, up on that hillside. Um, and the other amazing thing I love about this film is that goddamn apartment. I want to live in that apartment with those windows that just face onto the sea in LA. You know, Neil's apartment with just the, the so wall slick. of glass. It is beautiful and oh, wow. But so spartan as well. Spartan, it's so empty. Empty. And ready to run. Just shows you so much about him. They didn't even need that line in the film. Yeah. It shows just the set design shows you that much in itself. You yeah. could set up a wicked scale extra in there. Mm. <laughs> Thanks for lowering the tone back to movies you should see level. Thank you. Um, <laughs> oh, we were getting highbrow. We were getting we? highbrow for a second there. Yeah. <laughs> Worrying. You could. That'd be awesome, though. I don't know why I've got a obsession with I scale think, I think we just had to talk about those things, though, because I think mm -hmm. that those particular scenes and locations were characters 
and and yes. definitely so powerful. L- LA is a character in the movie. LA definitely. is certainly a character, and the whole LA vibe mm. and stuff. So shall we housekeep yeah. a little? Yeah. Housekeep a little. What have we got to talk about? Once of all, once of all, once of all, uh, once of all. Podcast once Alley. Of all. Podcast Alley. Yep. Get your votes in. We're about halfway through July now. I voted. I, I voted, voted too. <laughs> you should see, Mike. You're letting the site. You shouldn't have to vote theoretically. Yeah, but 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 do. I don't vote in principle. <laughs> he doesn't like the show. Everything. Come on. He doesn't like the show. Um, also, <laughs> we have a store. You can yes. get our, our old episodes at Simply Syndicated and our new films and our new films at the same place. We are sponsored by Peerflix. We are. To mention, and we've got a competition this week. I believe. No, we haven't. Not this week either. No, Is that next I'm week. Wrong. Yeah. Um, let's let Will get past. Um, so this week, actually, probably tonight at the same yeah. time as this podcast goes out, we have another podcast going out, hopefully. I'm saying that now. So Will, four weeks does that mean ago. Will's going to be on both shows simultaneously? Yeah. Now that's impressive because I can't be in two places at once, whereas you actually can. I know, man. It's fantastic feeling. Uh, we can't take the piss anymore, but that... <laughs> <laughs> and what? probably the way it's run, those two might be on it as well. I don't know. Mm. Is it alternate? What we call it? DVD commentary. DVD commentary. Well, wicked. We wish you all the very best of that. I'm looking forward to yeah. being a guest. Yes. Actually. Yeah. yeah, you're all very welcome. Um, <laughs> Great stuff. On my show, which I now have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We're still like that about some this, really. Some are like, born to greatness and some are greatness. Thrust, thrust upon them and some achieve it as a graduation gift <laughs> oh, yeah. no it'll be cool I'm sure it will be no, I think it's going to be really have, looking forward to it yeah. we also have a MySpace page so which is www.myspace.com forward slash movies you should see so get on there get your profiles on there get some friends added let's let's make this community even bigger and if you want to see what we look those. like as yeah, well we we've have got pictures on there profiles on there I yeah. hate telling people that I've got one well, Do you feel dirty? It's what I imagine coming out feels like. <laughs> Ain't no one here. Ain't no one here. It, it, Ain't it no really is. Here. I get, you know, really ain't no one here. Saying, yeah, I have a MySpace profile. It's what I imagine it would be like if I had to say, Mum, Dad, I'm gay. MySpace Anonymous. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's like that. No, not that. Well, but mine is obviously on there for my music as well. Yeah. I, I have a MySpace. Why do you always, whenever you plug your music page, why do you always turn away from us? Because you all. Wait, nobody's said a word. I right? don't. But you. We're, we're part of the family now. Apparently. I understand. Thank you. It's getting you contacts it's and it's it doing what gigs. you need it to do. It's and good. I think that's a great thing. It's good. Although we'll, we'll, we'll get your music out there to more people soon as well with another thing. With another podcast another coming, coming soon in the pipeline, soon. ready to yeah. roll hopefully by September time. One final thing I'd like to just address is, as we all know, this episode will actually be number 44 I think. Ah. And we're quickly approaching our first birthday, which I believe we've agreed August 15th, I think. is That's We're it. going to be a year old on the mm. on August 15th. And we should do something special. Yes, we should. And we've got some ideas. We've got some it lined up. I would also like to hear, though, any sort of suggestions that you as listeners might have, anything yeah. you might yeah. like to hear. We're not going to do a shitty clip show. No. So don't worry about that. That's just not going to happen. No. Mainly because I'm not going to edit that. 
I'm not going back through that many episodes just to find stuff because it's all bollocks anyway. <laughs> so yeah, post on the forums. I'd just like to hear some suggestions. That's all. Thank you. Cool. Where can you find the forums? On our webpage. And if you go that? to simplysyndicated.com slash movies, you should see, you'll find it there. There's a link. Along Fantastic. with some other cool stuff yeah. and pictures and things yeah. like that. I will change those ones to be the pictures that you want them to be. Yeah, simple. not not, the, not really bad ones. You just have to get, I don't have the good ones yet. Yeah, I know. Oh, they're fine. So anyway, thank you for tuning in, tuning in, downloading us, downloading us. Downloading yeah, us yet again. And yeah, putting up with us. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you. Yes, thank you. Goodbye. Thank you very much. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.